0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Checking Out Fulco Libraries podcast. I'm your host, Kay, and I'm here with my co-host, Rachel. Today, we will have a special interview with Gail Holloman, the Executive Director of the Fulton County Library System. Today, we're going to discuss Women's History Month, which runs throughout the month of March every year. Hi, Gail. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Kay and Rachel. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, Rachel, you want to get us kicked off here on this discussion? I do.
2: So as you guys know, the month of March is Women's History Month, and it is no surprise that over the recent years, guys, women have been leading in ways that we've never seen before, from women taking over in spots of CEOs and taking over as world leaders. But this year in particular, we witnessed history as Kamala Harris was sworn in to the United States as the first female vice president. So, Gail, how did that make you feel witnessing such a historic event, and did you ever think that you would see something like this in your lifetime?
1: Well, you know, that's kind of a hard question, Rachel. It is a very exciting time, I think, for women as a a whole. All around the world, women are doing such amazing things. Um, I knew of Kamala Harris uh, from having read about her work as an attorney general in California, Um, and just... um, not exactly surprised when she threw a hat in the ring for president, I was like, oh, wow, she's ambitious. And, uh, and then as she moved forward and became our vice president, it's uh, very rewarding to see women finally hitting and maybe exceeding, we might say, that glass ceiling that's been there for so long. So I thought that at least vice president would be in my lifetime at some point. President, I don't know about that one, but I'm sure we're going to get there at some point. It's just very, very exciting. And the fact that she's a member of the Divine Nine, of which I am too, uh, I'm just very, very glad that she has had she's got this opportunity now i think it really makes a difference when we are able to show people what we talk about the fact that we are capable the fact that we can excel and then when you're able to demonstrate that i think it becomes so much more for not just little children to watch little girls to watch but i think it becomes something for the world to watch and to see that we're so many things we're so diverse in our thinking so diverse in our actions and so diverse in our ability to um to to do well and to and to meet the needs that we have before us right now, so I'm very proud of that. And I thought that she did an extreme, made an extreme accomplishment. That uh, I'm hoping that a lot of people will follow as the years go forward.
0: Throughout your life, have there been particular women who have served as role models to you, and have they changed at different points and different times in your life?
1: Well, yes, there have been many women who have uh, affected my life. My mother was my biggest. Uh, uh, supporter and my, my my she could also be my biggest critic uh she because she was the kind of person who told it the way it is and and did not hold back anything so that was the thing that i grew up my sister and i grew up with knowing that you know you were going to get it you were going to get the truth you weren't going to get anything sugarcoated. and i also had a grandmother who was the same way and my four great aunts uh, so I, it was quite uh a group of women that showed me uh the way that life the way they looked at life and I think that they influenced me greatly, as well as other women that I've met of all ages. One thing about me is I've always appreciated sitting with people older than me as I grew up uh, and learning and listening to them, learning from them and listening to them. Uh, I felt that I, you know, I would just sit quietly sometimes and just listen to them and watch them. And, and as a child, I didn't grow up in a household where they thought children should be seen and not heard. They encouraged us. My parents encouraged us to debate, to question, to talk. Um, and to read and to and to read with comprehension and to understand things. So um, it was just never, um, it was just not out of the question for us to just talk about whatever, you know, at the dinner table even with my mother and father. And, and so the four of us just would have these great debates sometimes. And uh, oftentimes I was the winner because I would just try so hard to beat my father at something. It was an idea. So, you know, it it, it, it has been a good life in the sense of, being around a lot of very smart people, a lot of people who were very determined and, and a lot of hardworking women who um, didn't have a lot all the time. Some of them excelled to great heights and others of them were not uh, anybody exceptional in the sense of how the world might look at it. But they were very, very um, uh, attuned to their families and their families needs. And they were people who were just a salt of the earth and understood um, simple things that, that can make a difference in your life. And so I think that was what helped me the most was watching people of all walks of life uh, just just advance their lives in the ways that they could do in the best way that that was possible for them.
2: Well, over the decades, women had to clear many, many hurdles in the workplace, especially especially as we were, you know, breaking glass ceilings. So in your career as the director of the largest library system in Georgia, I'm guessing that you yourself have encountered some difficulties as you broke your glass ceilings. What were some of them and how did you overcome them?
1: Uh, Basically, I have to say, though, I have not encountered a lot of problems that I know personally. There have been a few things that have happened over the years and people who have tried to put stumbling blocks in my way, but I've always gone around them. You know, I've always found ways to do what I needed to do and um i've had to learn how to approach those things though how to approach them in a calm way and not um you know not take them too personally understand that sometimes people have problems within themselves that cause them to want to put problems on you Um, and so i had to understand some of those things i've I've had situations where i've been in a room in a meeting and people want to talk over me Uh, i'm the person that's supposed to be you know the head of the library or the head of the project that's going on or whatever and they want to leave me out they want to I, want, I say something and then someone else will say it, they, they won't even respond. Someone else will say the exact same thing, the exact same wording, and then it's all of a sudden like it's a new idea. So I've had things like that to happen. I've had to overcome uh, any negative, uh, any desire to to take it personally and to, to get offended by it so much and to just go around it. You know, I found ways that would help me do that. Uh, if it wasn't that uh, I felt I was being heard verbally, I would just follow the meeting up with, a, with an email so that way no one can debate what was written or said. I found that to be very helpful and then you know I've had situations where uh people just just don't want to hear you you know and so sometimes you got to just figure out a way to go around it maybe talk with somebody else that's got more influence with the individual or with the situation and just find a way uh but but basically I can't say I've had a lot of that I have experienced some of it you know sexism racism uh problems with uh people not accepting you as a woman because uh even though this is a a a, a profession dominated by women oftentimes you don't find the respect uh, that you would think that you would get in some situations so you know uh, but as I've said you just have to be quiet in some ways and you have to find your own resolve to figure out just where do you go from there
0: over the years have you noticed differences in the way that women support each other nowadays Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a positive but hopefully it is well i
1: think women are much more supportive of each other um these days i mean i think women the women i've known have pretty much been supportive of each other through the years um i try to associate myself with people who have a like mind for the most part i have no problems with people who don't think the same way i think but i have a problem with people who have um who maybe don't think the way i think but do not have a respect for the fact that we can agree to disagree and so sometimes that's hard but overall, I think that women have uh, are much more supportive of each other. I think that because we're seeing such change and such uh, awareness and appreciation and respect in a lot of ways that we used to didn't have uh, for the abilities of women, I think it's changing. And I think that's making women themselves come out and be, become more uh, more supportive, decide that, you know, this person's not after me, this person's not trying to get my, my job or get in my way. This person is is legitimately on my side. And I think that that becomes something very important. I think that uh, a lot of um, situations I used to have years ago where we would resolve into laughter, or silliness or whatever, there's much more seriousness now, I think. and People are really debating it at all levels and, and, and all genders and what have you, are really debating the, the, the ways of the world now. And I think that's because things have changed so much in the world and we have to be citizens of the world. And in, in doing so, you got to be able to sit still and listen and sometimes talk and sometimes disagree. But I, I think that women are much more supportive. I, um, I don't know. I just think that we've just gotten to a point now where we realize that we have to be adults. And I do think that with the population going to where there are a lot more uh, people going toward the side of being baby boomers or almost baby boomers, I think that that's in and of itself is allowing us to kind of come together and see things in a broader in a broader way. So that means we do have to pay attention and we do have to talk to each other and we do have to support each other.
0: You hold many titles, Gail. Uh, Obviously, Executive Director of the Fulton County Library System is a big one, but you also hold the title of Wife and Mother. In a world where it feels as if women need to choose between their professional and personal lives, how do you find your balance and what advice would you give to women who are currently struggling with trying to maintain all of those identities and responsibilities at the same time?
1: Well, okay, that's another great question. You know, it, it's uh, an individual thing, of course, and I don't judge anybody because I don't want anyone judging me. I had people judge me just when I wanted to go to library school, um, and I was past 30 years old, and they were like, you're gonna do that? You're gonna go back to school, you know? Um, we have to decide for ourselves what's best, as always. And if you're going to be a wife and a mother, you're going to be just a wife or just a mother or both. Uh, and that's not just in the sense of, of trying to downgrade it in any way. But if you are a single mother, if you are you're in a family of uh, a significant other helping you raise children, if you've adopted children, if you've uh, you're fostering children, whatever you're doing, I think you have to set aside that private family time. And I know that that's what my husband and I had to do. We had to. Uh, we were married 13 years before our son was born, and so you know at one point i was not you know sure am i ever going to really have a kid or not and always wanted to uh, and would have wanted to have more but you know that's not necessary for everybody and i understand and respect that but i just think that you have to set aside that time and and even if you're alone i think if you're if you're in the situation where you choose to not have that type of familial situation that you set aside time for yourself that you're away from work, if you set aside time with your family. So what I would do is I had a schedule, as you know, that we had to work nights and weekends and all that. On my weekends off, we would make sure we planned something. We would make sure our son was always with us. He had very few babysitters, and I know in the world of today, everybody's uh, always thinking about you know, dropping the kids off. But we didn't do that. I had older parents, and I didn't want them to have to be um, – Saddled with that situation. They'd already raised us and you know, it was difficult to find sitters So I didn't worry about that. We took our son with us everywhere We went even as he got older uh, if you saw us you saw him. So I think you just have to carve out the time that you um, That is good for you and then you have to make that as much a quality time And I know that's a bit of a cliche, but whatever you consider to be quality time for our for us it was watching movies it was a uh, I have so many movies on video when he was a little boy that it's amazing. I still have them. So uh we would just watch movies and, and have special food at home and, and just uh make time like that because we knew that it, it wouldn't last forever. He was gonna grow up and uh and we knew that, you know, this was special. So it is difficult. I mean it I but I always knew I wanted a career. I have no problem with uh, my mother was a homemaker until i was 12 years old and my sister was nine and then she went to work and worked for over 30 years so all my my grandmother all my great aunts we all they all worked so i didn't know anything about women not working you know aside from when my mother was home with us for those years and so i always knew i was going to work i always knew i had to figure out some way to balance it all i worked and went to school and did all those things to, at the same time had a family at the same time and i couldn't have done it without my husband so I think part of it is that we have to try to figure out a good way of possible to choose some of the best significant others that we can, that will be supportive of us, that know what we are about and that, that respect what we are about and then, and that we respect them because they may have a career change or go back to school situation or whatever. So we've got to be able to be mindful of all of that and then quietly support that as much as possible. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of doing There were many days of feeling, um, uh, Uh, Am I am I doing the right thing? You know, should I have done something more for my child or whatever? You know, you do have those days of feeling guilty, but I had very few of those in comparison to what I probably could have had if I'd been so down on myself. And if I hadn't had the support of my my husband, my mother was my largest supporter and my sister and then my husband. So if I hadn't had that, I don't know that I could have done a lot of it. Because it really mattered. When I was in library school, my husband was the one that was really taking care of my son because it took 18 months to do that. And I still worked full time. So it's not an easy thing. And I don't try to make light of that, nor do I say that that's the best thing for anyone else to do. It just worked for me. I found a way to make it work. There were many, many tiresome days and, and sleepless nights and long evenings and papers and things to do and, and get back to work and do that all over again. But at the same time, Uh, I think it was rewarding. I would not have wanted to miss that part of my life because it was something I wanted to do. And so I'm glad I did it. And I think that it was exciting in a lot of ways. and It was just a lot of work. So, you know, that's my best answer to you on that. It just, it isn't something you can come easy by, but it is something that can be done.
2: Earlier this year, uh, we lost a beloved pioneer of the arts, Cicely Tyson. She was just everybody's mom and grandma and auntie, and she had such a long and fruitful career and carried herself with such class and such grace. And she inspired many women, especially women of color like yourself. Um, how did somebody like Cicely Tyson impact your life? And if you haven't yet, are you planning on reading her newly released memoir entitled, Just As I Am, a Memoir?
1: Oh, yes. Miss, Miss Cicely was one of my favorite people. I wish I could have met her. Um, it was... It, You know, I probably would have done just what I did when I met Susan Taylor many years ago, editor of Essence magazine. I met her in an elevator um, at a hotel in Atlanta and the door opened and there she was. And I was so tongue tied. I couldn't say anything but hello. (laughs) And I looked at her real strange and she started laughing. I said, is you? And she said, yes. But anyway, uh, I probably would have done the same thing with Miss Cicely. She was just so uh, the thing I admired about her the most. And I, of course, didn't know her personally but what she exuded. She seemed to have such grace and such control. Uh, in her acting, of course, she was fierce. And I think that was so wonderful. I think whatever we do, we need to do it fiercely. We need to do it with all our being. And that's the way I always felt. Any performance that you saw of her, any interview you saw with her, she did it all fearless, with a fierce way of, 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 of uh, responding and presenting herself and projecting. And I think that was what I liked the most about her. Uh, I'm an old drama student, and uh, and I so I admired that. I had some some acting in my in my past life, and so I always used to really love watching her and looking at her and, and just listening to what she had to offer and then when she was married to Miles Davis, I think that although the world seemed to think they knew a lot about miles, she never even when they divorced, she never talked about him, she never downed him she she didn't do interviews where she even when people tried to lead her there to try and talk about him in a negative way. It just was what it was, and then it was it was, it was what it lasted and when it didn't it was over and that's just the way she sort of lived her life and i was used to being around women who sort of lived their lives that way you know you do it while you do it and when it's over it's over and so that was kind of how miss sicily seemed to be to me and um and i just really admired her so much for that um just as i am a memoir is a book that i intend to definitely buy i sometimes download things to my kindle but this one will be one that I'll buy because I want to keep it, and so I, I bought tons of books that I just want to keep, and that would be one. And, and the other reason I like it is the choice of her title, "Just as I Am," is one of my favorite hymns. Uh, my father used to sing it, and so when I saw that she had named her, her book "Just as I Am," a memoir, I was like, "Wow, you know, I want to see just what does that song does that song mean anything in the book? Does she play on that in any way?" So I think she was an exceptional talent. And there are lots of women like that that I admire would love to have sat down and talked with um, because I just think they offer so much to the world. And I think that she is, an, uh, as an African-American woman, I think she was very, very positive in being able to see her in various roles that she played, but also being able to kind of um, gel that with her life so that you could see that the way she seemed to present herself in every facet of her life was just with such grace. And I think that's something that we have to strive for. I don't know that grace is something you're born with. I think it's something you have to strive for. And all my my life, I have tried to strive for that. And as I get older, I find myself going more toward what I consider to be a quiet grace. And I think that's what Miss Cicely had.
2: And finally, what would you like your legacy to be to other women?
1: Well, i like it to be uh, one of which people say she supported me. She assisted me. She... Um, you know that I was uh, of some use in some way. You know, I don't. I don't want to have a whole lot of credit. You know, um, I, I remember once I saw. Uh, saw I read somewhere where they asked uh, Justice Thurgood Marshall, "What did he want his? Uh, how did he want to be remembered?" And he said that he liked to be remembered as someone who did the best he could with what he had. And I think that that's what I like to. I would like to. To offer to other women is that you do the best you can with what you have you know a lot of times as we grow up and especially when we're younger women we tend to want to be with the joneses we tend to want what others have we tend to gauge our lives and ourselves and our loves and all of that um uh, based on what we see others doing others that we admire maybe don't even like but we want to judge ourselves according to this one has that and that one has this and why can't i you know and i think that's just kind of normal maybe as you grow up but you need to grow up and grow out And I think that that's something that I would like to impart on people, uh, women and others as well, that uh, you do the best you can with what you have. And, And we don't all have the same thing. And I think we have to make peace with the fact that we don't all have the same thing. And so I think that that's, uh, we have various talents. We have other things that we need to explore. And my talent might not be your talent. Your talent might not be mine. But that does not mean I can't admire you. That doesn't mean that I can't support you. That doesn't mean that I can't uh, cherish our relationships and things like that. So I, I just like to say to people that, you know, just be in your lane, you know, and, and maybe your lane will change at times and all that. But go with the flow, you know, figure your way through and find your place. Find your look. Find your abilities, you know, and then go forth into the world because you are still unique. No matter what anyone says, you're unique yourself and you're good enough yourself. And I think that that's part of what's happening with a lot of women now is that we're, we're beginning to find that we're enough. You know, you don't have to be somebody else. You are enough just where you are. And I think that that's a, a real positive. So I would like to be uh, uh, one of those people who can really inspire folks to achieve and I have had some success in, in inspiring a few people to go back to school to do some things to get a master's degree or to get a, a bachelor's degree or or to just go back to school and get some sort of trade you know so that's rewarding to me uh, college is not for everybody so you got to realize that that's you know everybody's talking about everybody needs to go to college no everybody doesn't need to go to college everybody needs to have a way to make money and and make it honestly so you know I could talk all day long about the things I think about things but because I, I pretty much have an opinion about everything but uh, but, um, but, that's just one of the things that, that I feel very strongly about is that uh, we try to support others and try to be a role model. You know, I'm not out there trying to make myself a role model. I'm just hoping that as people see me coming and going and, and doing that, they will see that there's something there that they may want to consider um, as being worthy to maybe emulate or to dissect and, and alter and change and tweak and, uh, and make that a part of what they are about. I think that's a a good thing, and I think that all women should, and all people in general should strive to to be that way, and to just get out of their own way, and just and just be what they are, uh, and and just find their own selves, you know, just to stop being trying to be someone else, and just be your own self, find the self that you are meant to be, and uh, I I mean that's just, and sometimes it takes a long time to do that. It's not easy, you know. You have to um, go through a lot of hoops and. But I think that the challenges are the ones that make us better and stronger and so I know they have for me in a lot of ways they make me better and I, they made me stronger they make me understand things they make me um change my direction sometimes and my thoughts sometimes and my approaches sometimes and I think there's nothing wrong with that and being able to admit uh when you're wrong I think that's another thing so you know that's my take on it um just, just try to be the best that you can be with what you have.
0: Well, Gail, thank you so much for joining us today. This has truly been a great conversation. And thank you for checking out Fulco Libraries podcast. Make sure to check us out on every major podcast platform, and we will check you out next time.